everyone, welcome to the Dad and Sons Trash Consultation Clinic. You ditch it, we pitch it. We're here to talk about garbage and its garbage-related things since we are the number one rated waste disposal discussion podcast this side of the Chattahoochee. Our hosts include the intrepid <laughs> Liam Edwards. Chattahoochee. What the fuck is a Chattahoochee? Yes. And as well, we have the original, the formidable, the unpredictable, the biblical Matt Visual. How, how do you spell Chattahoochee? C-H-A-T-A-H-O-O-C-H-I-E. Oh, my Jesus Christ. How do you spell Matt? M-A-C-K? Mac. Is that what you said? <laughs> to Matt. <laughs> hello matt and liam how how are you boys doing doing swell thank you george how about you i'm i'm george um here to talk to to you guys and everyone about the stupid bullshit we've dealt with this week what have i missed i i I don't know if if you've missed much because i i actually I haven't I haven't played a whole lot of video games this week. I've just been watching like Warner Herzog documentaries and an anime called Ghost Stories. We'll 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 get to it. Speaking speaking of that, we we should we should just dive straight into that one because we got a lot of comments last week about me and Matt not hearing you say that you were watching an anime called Ghost Stories, and then all of a sudden everyone was like, "You dropped Boku no Hero Academia for this Ghost Stories thing." I'm assuming it's trash then. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if I dropped it permanently so much as I just... George, watching eight episodes of like a 55 episode, oh, like 60 yeah, episode now you might as well series, you just fucking yeah. drop that shit. Don't give me that. I mean, I don't... I, you know what James Bond says, never say never. When it comes down to you, George, you're never going to watch that shit again. <laughs> it's gone. I consider that a challenge. The more you, like, naysay, the more I want to watch it just to prove you wrong, not because I actually like do it. it. I'm so confident. I'm so confident that you won't watch it. See, the only time you would watch it, it would be, like, five years from now. Five years from now, if we're still doing this podcast, you're going to be like, oh, dude, guess what? I watched Broken O'Hare. I, I proved you're wrong. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, you know. No, you did it. No, you did it. What? <laughs> so much what? Anime. If, if you're Attack saying on that Titan I won't... will probably finish five years from now, probably. If I finish it five years from now, that doesn't okay. count. <laughs> How does it? I don't know whether Matt's using reverse psychology or do you some sneaky or ploy. just disappointed. I don't know. Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> You've just given me a five-year deadline. I gotta. I gotta. Ooh, I gotta rush now. Five years. Jesus. Jesus, George. Oh Tell us God. about why this ghost stories anime then is so much better than Boku no Hero Academia. It doesn't look good. Let me tell you. Okay, I, I, I got an email from a fan suggesting an anime <laughs> called Ghost Stories. I looked up this anime called Ghost Stories, and what had happened with this anime called Ghost Stories is that some Japanese people made a Japanese anime for Japanese people about spooky Japanese ghost stories that that are a little weird. One, one is a hand that comes out of a toilet and, like, grabs the, 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 the kids while they're getting spooked. Um, ugh. Uh, I'm not even lying. That's the actual ghost in this particular ghost story. But when they sent this uh, this this anime over to us weeb pieces of shit in the West, 
because I guess there's some people out there who will watch anything, any cheap Japanese cartoon made for children, so long as it gets localized somehow. They, um... Gave the voice actors little to no direction, so the voice actors started improvising some incredibly vulgar, like, explicit, um, um, shock comedy that they put into the <laughs> the dub of what is a very vanilla, like, 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 regular girl with, with special abilities fights a new monster each week on this episode series. And, and at, at first it was hilarious and cute. And then as, as I progressed from like, like episode five to six, I started to, to get a weird, uh, uh, cynicism to it where it felt like the voice actors were playing up how absurd the, the improvising they were making was for the sake of, of, of cashing in a stupid joke thing. But it's still weird to think that we live in a universe where this happened. I don't know if you guys have seen any clips of this dub, but it's surreal to know that this is the official product that the publisher and distributor and, and all the bosses that were working on this anime called Ghost Stories let pass. There are scenes where the English voice actors will, like, go on about evangelic evangelism and how, um... How how nothing is more powerful than the spirit of Jesus Christ when these when these people are fighting ghosts that are like slapping them around rooms, and and there's a uh, uh, a lot of dated pop culture references. At some point, someone says, "Dude, you got a Dell," because it's from like 2003, and the voice actors were just making this shit up as they go along, and it's it's it's. I don't know if you should go eight episodes in, but it's 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 hilarious <laughs> wow, and it's eight su- is your surreal. Limit, huh? And nah, and nah, I feel like I feel like out. we've lost we've lost all hope because we were just talking about him watching Bokono within like five years. Yeah, this is an anime from two thousand and one. You know, George he likes his fi- old garbage. He does love <laughs> his old garbage. How how's that smell, George, over there? How does that how does that smell? Uh, kind of like, um, y- 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 you know when, when you spill something on the carpet and over the next hour uh, a kind of like musty odor starts to combine with the liquid <laughs> of what you spilled on the carpet? And then for some reason there's hardwood floors under it so it just s- swells up. <laughs> Untreated hardware, hardwood floors that, that are still porous. Oh, that's gross. Well, you asked. You asked how does it smell. <laughs> yeah, you you like that garbage. You love that garbage. I I I I need to take a shower and change my clothes. I just woke up and walked over here. I don't have good smell of, smells going yet. <laughs> wow. How about how about you guys? <laughs> well, speaking of scary stories, speaking of scary stories. All right, so. I moved over. I'm a transplant, right? That's what they call the, the people who move over here from other states. Uh, j- transplant. You're a transplant? I'm a transplant. That's what they call it. I never knew that's what it was called until I was one. <laughs> and then, so I'm, I'm trying to, like, I don't know, not be alone. Like, okay, I'm living with family right now. But it's so weird not having any human interaction you know because i'm a very social person 
but it's just like Jesus Christ. Like I need to get some friends or something. Oh no! Right? So Dude, don't move to Japan, then. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. So it's like a little bit different because, like, cause I was. I mean, I was living by myself in 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 Georgia. I mean, my friends were in like South Cal and Jacksonville or whatever like that. But there's a little difference here. I'm over here, new job, new everything. You know. So I'm like, man, I need something like to tie me down because yeah. I'm floating up in the air, like just doing all sorts of new shit. And I just like, Jesus Christ, I need someone like just to sit down and be like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Let's play some games or something. Let's go watch a movie or something. Yeah. So last night I was like, you know what? Whatever. I can do this junk by myself. I went to go see a movie and the Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible was a little late. It was like a 10 o'clock and i'm like uh 10 o'clock podcast tomorrow let's do a nun i didn't look up any reviews just went in and watched a nun and man man that was a piece of shit <laughs> i can't believe that i wasted 130 minutes i didn't even know about the nun i just saw the nun on your outline and i was like oh my god what did matt get himself into this week jeez sorry 96 I'm pretty, minutes i'm pretty proud of you though matt like you went by yourself and wasted 130 minutes that's the first minutes. time i've ever went to the movies by you myself didn't, you didn't really waste... first you didn't first. waste 130 minutes for someone else's wow. time. Matt, I know, I exactly know what you're feeling because, like, the first time I ever went to the cinema by myself, I also wasted, like, 130 minutes watching Prometheus. <laughs> At least Prometheus looked good. And Fuck, had, Prometheus had that garbage. sexy black I guy in there. Fuck that. It had a sexy black guy. Idris Alba? Oh, my God. That's true. And I want a tall glass of him. You know what I'm saying? Is the nun not sexy? Is the is the aforementioned no, nun? No, the nuns are all the all the <laughs> women are wearing. Uh, it's not that type of scary movie. So so <laughs> okay okay. There, what's 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 the monster in the nun? Is it about a nun it's, who eats it's people? It's literally. It's like watching. It's like watching someone walk through a haunted house. That's basically what this this like story was like watching. Like, they, <laughs> so you, you watch know, somebody would come out, spooked? creep you out, get spook you out, ooh, and then they'll walk away, and you won't get hurt. <laughs> I was just like, what is the point of this? What is the point of this? You 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 you're like brushing, you know, past with demons, and they're just letting you go. No, as soon as they catch you, you should be gone. You should be dead. Shoot, they they learned this in scary movie. Like, come on, what's, man. What's what's like the demons' special power? I I mean, do they have like big claws or what? What's threatening? Mostly. Oh, that's it. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, hallucinations and... I mean, you can just learn to ignore those. I don't know, demon stuff? Like, pushing people? Oh, I, that actually might... There was, like, this one time the most the demon has ever done is lock someone in a coffin. Like, <laughs> and ring some bells. Oh, oh, I don't know. That sounds pretty, pretty intense. But ringing bells, on the other hand, and demon hallucinations, those are things that you eventually could get used to, you know, and, like, like uh, 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 settle for. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, this demon, 
they're they're great. They they push me around. They give me some hallucinations. But if the demon was like a really good cook, you could put up with that. I, I, I guess. I guess. I, I don't know the way the demon looked, dude. It, it wasn't. They had some good imagery, but that's pretty much it. And and they had this like supernatural element that almost could have been slightly superhero-y, but they didn't lean too much into it. They kind of just, like, tickled it, you know, dipped their toe in the water. I'm like, come on. Tickled the superhero. If you were going to go wild and have, like, these relics like you, you will see in Constantine, might as well just lean freaking into it. So, so wait, wait, is the nun a superhero or a demon? Oh, my God. I, no, well... <laughs> <laughs> the nun, the nun is the the good person. I I'm assuming. Wait, what? you saw the movie? There's a nun who was actually played, who actually played a good like she was. They casted her pretty well, I would say. You know, she had to play a sucky character, but she they casted her pretty well, which is usually what happens in these movies. These young uh, star actors, they get you know whatever they can get, you know, to start off. And hopefully they get something better. I don't know if she's been in anything else. I haven't seen her in anything else. But she was she was pretty decent. Everyone else was forgettable. Um, yeah, it, which was sad. But um, supposedly the new Halloween is pretty good. Oh, I saw the commercial for that as before watching the Nun, and I was like, man, that's a better movie. Man, that I wish like I was watching this trailer movie. for 130 minutes. Like, at, at least if that sucked, at least you could be like, oh, man, the new Halloween movie, man. I grew up with that stuff. This one sucked. This one, The <laughs> Nun, it's throwaway. It's garbage. You sneeze in a tissue, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> like tissues in the rain. Like George's anime stains. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Stop looking at the car. Yeah. You know, eight times and he's done, right? <laughs> <laughs> eight strokes, <laughs> eight times, and he eight times, and he just discards them away like tissue. And, and at some point in the future, we're gonna be like thinking tweets and and flying through space and 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 having socialized healthcare and nuclear fusion. And you're gonna be able to consume five different animes, all eight shows, all eight episodes of each one of them at the same time. <laughs> I will have finally finished season one of Boku no Hero Academia. I'm going to fucking come to America and we're going to sit down and we're going <laughs> to fucking watch it. Oh my gosh. He's not going to be like the way George it's watched gonna, stuff, like, It's going to get to the last minute. It's going to get to the last minute of the eighth episode. And I'm just going to see him like physically twitching and physically like <laughs> convulsing on his sofa that he can't. I'm just going to like disintegrate into dust. <laughs> like, George, you have to watch. Just before the credits. <laughs> You're missing things. You're missing things. It's like light to a vampire. George, you need to watch the dub because you, you do too many things while you're watching anime. Like nuns down the drain. <laughs> You know, one thing I got to mention yeah. before we move on from, yeah. from California and being alone in California is I'm also alone in terms of there's no black people in South California. Wait, in what California? South, South California. So, okay, let, you, let me be. It might just be your neighborhood. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sure they're in Compton. Okay, can we all agree? I'm sure they're in Compton, which is considered South California, which is in near LA. But yeah, when it comes down it's, to it's Los Angeles, Lake Elsinore, all the way down to San Diego, even Oceanside, there is 
When I say there's barely black people, I mean there's barely black people. Like, uh, for instance, Orange County, right? Uh, where, 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 where Which our is boy real Jimmy, famous, super popular. Our boy Jimmy, yeah. Our boy Jimmy lives. Yeah, the, the infamous. There is a 1.5%. <gasps> really? Yes. In Orange County? In Orange County. <laughs> I did That's like... Atlanta's like 60%. I... I... I it looks like it was like I went down to San Diego, which is like a nice city. It's a really nice city. I don't want I'm moving there. But I'm looking around and I couldn't I couldn't find anybody. They're all just there and it's not just white people. It's a it's a mix. You know, oh you have some God. Hispanics, mostly <laughs> like, you know, a lot of Asian people, and then white people, and then a lot of mixed race. But none. we must have we must have some dads or sons chilling in California who could. They're all white. <laughs> get in touch. <laughs> You're all white. They, they they've smothered audience. the brothers. <laughs> brothers, where are the where? There's there's the dads, sons, and then they've, the brothers. They've covered the <laughs> where brothers. Are the brothers at? Where are the brothers? Yeah. And and the, the, the dads, sons, and the brothers. Don't get me wrong. I I've no I You're hooked I do on not the brothers. mind. I mean. Most of my friends are are white. I mean, why am I saying it like that? Why am I saying like, oh, oh, I have a black friend. That means I'm not racist. Liam's British. No, it's you know, it's just weird to me to think that they're like. I feel like if I move there, I will be trapped or something. Like, if if there's a reason why there's no black people, right? There's Maybe be you'll a find out. It's not like a cult thing going on there, and they're like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a story of me escaping some like basement in San Diego. Oh, dude, yeah, I don't want no get out situation for you. <laughs> it's gonna, definitely going to be a get out situation happening here. Black people are a one point seven percent minority in Orange fucking ca- which to me and look it up. I, I did. I, I, I'm I looking at the Wikipedia page now. Yeah, yeah. Out of three million yeah. people in in the big residential suburb of like America's second major city, wow! Because I had to Google it up because it's it's that bad, it's that you bad. Know, and that's kind of like Atlanta. Of, you could kind of tell because it's it's a lot. Yeah, Atlanta's way different. You could kind of yeah, tell Atlanta. You, you, once once you go like north up to up to Buckhead and Canton, uh, the, uh, the 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 spectrum changes dramatically. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, like even Atlanta, like there's a mix in the heart of Atlanta. Too. Absolutely. Like, you'll see, you turn around and there's somebody there. When I go to San Diego, there could be a chance that I never see a black person. That is pretty <laughs> bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> That's pretty even bad. Even I see but black no one treats me bad. Japan. No one treats me bad. Everyone smiles. So I assume that there isn't racism. I assume online people say people are racist. But I, I haven't dealt with anything. And the, 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 the closest thing I've ever done uh, dealt with was when I went to a super bougie uh, vegan place. And these people look like they're from L.A. You know, no hair out of place, nothing. You know, they're supermodels working at a, a, a restaurant. I mean, perfect, perfect, perfect boys. Like, they look like angels. It looked like angels. Like maybe they were dad and son listeners. No, absolutely oh, not. Come on. Absolutely not. Not these guys specifically, because my gosh, they were like 
they assumed so much. They assumed the big tip. They assumed like uh, a certain level of service. Like you could not get up out of your seat and ask for help, you know, from a different server. You're like, oh, can I get some napkins? No. Like I swear, like I was like, oh, can I get some napkins? People will look into my eyes and turn away. I was like, oh my god, this is so different from from freaking Atlanta and uh, Miami. So different. I was just like, geez, uh, maybe it's just this place. I mean, I haven't been to many sit-down places. I've been to a lot of, like, kind of mom-and-pop, you know, order-at-the-stand type places. But, yeah, man, it's it's strange in California, man. It's it's going to be interesting getting used to that. Um, I, of course, I'm not going to reserve judgment until I, I've lived here for, like, a year or something and see see how it goes. But, yeah. It's it's super strange. Anyone who lives in California, please, please school me. I would love to be schooled. Tell me the places I should go and maybe the places to avoid. (laughs) 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 So I don't have a get out situation. But yeah. Well, speaking of American cities and black people. (laughs) Yes. I've been in New York. I've been in New York all week. Wait, what? In, inside of it? I've been in New York in a game. Oh, that's totally, yeah, now it. God, mm. I was like, why didn't you say anything? Of course I'd fucking say something if I was in America, goddammit, of course. It just kind of reminds me of, like, my dad when he got his Windows 95 computer and put in a demo disc that had pictures of various vacation destinations. He, like, walked over to my mom and said, guess where me and George went today? We went to Australia. And it was, like, a little cartoon (laughs) picture on the computer. Anyways, anyway, <laughs> classic. Continue, Liam, about how you totally went to New York in a video game. I totally went to New York, and this is, well, I, I I don't know very much about New York, but I would say the New York I went to was pretty realistic. They got, they got good pizza. Oh my god! Did, did they have good pizza? I don't know. There's, there's pizza places in it. Did can you make a pizza delivery? <laughs> no, but I found a pizza hat. Can you flip the pizza? From when I was pizza delivery. delivery? Were there any pizza missions whatsoever? <laughs> Not that I found so far. I found a pizza hat, though, Matt. I completely forgot about that Spider-Man pizza video until just now. <laughs> it's the best thing in the world, and if anyone hasn't seen it, they should right now. Just, like, go on YouTube and search for Peter, you're ruining pizza, and you will find what you're looking for. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. no pizzas? Jesus Christ. What a fail. Uh, yeah, what a aside fail. from the negative pizzas, because, you know, pizza is the greatest thing. Um, it is. I've been playing Spider-Man. Spider-Mons. Yay! And that game looks so uh-huh. freaking good. It's really good. It's Is it? It's really... Everyone like, won't shout about it, Matt. I'm kind of in a weird space about it, because it's probably the best AAA game I've played in, like, the past five years. What? And you just got done with God of War being the 9 out of 10, the dad and son game. But, no, no, but <laughs> I can see <laughs> the flaws of this game all the time. And yet, it doesn't bother me. Because, and everyone said it, but I'm going to retread that ground... The movement and the swinging around the city in this game is possibly the best movement feel 
in any video game I've ever played. It looks real good in every it clip I've seen. It is so well executed and makes you feel incredible. I've played the game maybe 15 hours now. Does it make you now. feel like Spider-Man? It makes you feel like Spider-Man, Matt. Is it like you're really there? Like every review out there on the internet. Within two sentences of every review that was posted on the internet. It makes you feel like Spider-Man. Um, no, but it really does. And jokes aside, the movement in that game is like every other open world game now is going to suck. Because riding on a horse through a field to get to destinations faster is better than running but it's still shit driving through cities is great and fine if you like cars and stuff but it's still like a means to an end whereas swinging through the city in spider-man is literally amazing and it's still amazing to me 15 hours later there's like times when you'll just be swinging along and then the music will swell it'll have like the heroic moment when you get close to like a crime going on or something and then spider-man will just get like a like a huge boost of like vertical speed and he'll like swing over the top of a skyscraper just like skimming the top of it and then he'll like let go of his web and he'll just like float through the air doing like rolls and shit it's fucking amazing at times when you're moving through that so how does the how does the system determine what you stick your webs onto so this is what's really cool like if you remember the old spider-man games basically you just shot a web up out of the screen and you could unless it was spider-man 2 yeah so spider-man 2 is a really good benchmark because that actually nailed it pretty well but this is better than that and the way this works is it works you know with real physics spider-man he will shoot his webs automatically to the closest building um, at an angle, because obviously there's nothing above him, so it's at an angle. So what is really cool about this game is you're not swinging like in a straight line necessarily. You're sort of always like going a like an angle, like if you were swinging round a tree kind of thing. But it's so easy to like let go of the web and fire another one and keep like a straight line by like firing out webs left and right, kind of like you know how they move in Attack on Titan, like with yeah. the the gears. And what's great is then when you get high above the buildings and there's nothing you can swing your web onto, he just kind of like glides through the air and then he'll like do like a dive and then you can like fire your webs again when you go underneath the buildings. Or you can do wait, like you'll wait, get we, sorry, we we missed a joke to to tease uh, um, a time to tease uh, George about not watching Attack on Titan. That's true. I'm going to go ahead and insert that here. Oh, oh. Go, go ahead and continue, George. Timestamp that and emphasis on Attack on Titan joke. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Um, there we go. <laughs> it's beep boop, beep boop, in, information. Beep inputted. boop. Wonder if that will make it in the edit. Fura George won't let it in. I guess we'll have to find out at the end of the week when this episode's uploaded what I'll do to that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, there are, like, power-ups you can get, which will allow you to, you know, uh, boost faster off things. So you can, like, zip both your webs towards, like, um, fans and the top of buildings and poles that hang out, hang off, like, buildings and stuff like that. And you can, like, fire two webs at them and then Spider-Man will pull himself towards it and he'll boost off them if you, like, time your button press correctly. It just feels so damn good. And the movement in that game is great. Like, it has a fast travel option that opens up, and I have not used it once. Like, like I have no That's idea why sign. anyone would not want to swing across the map in that game. But, other than that, there are basically only two elements to the game. 
all of the collectible stuff, like, because it's an open world game and the map is fucking absolutely littered like it's a Far Cry game or an Assassin's Creed game with things to collect and things to take pictures of and things to do. Quote, do. Uh, And then the other is combat. Going to places and then doing the combat. There's not really much else apart from, like, forced stealth sections where you play as MJ or other characters, which are pretty trash and, like, easily the worst parts of the game. Um, But when it comes to, like, the collectible things, this is the really weird thing because you can see the flaws of this game like immediately the whole map is littered with shit to collect and stuff to do that isn't that interesting it's the same as like picking riddler trophies up in batman like you do that with spider-man's backpacks you pick up his backpacks that are placed around the city or you go take pictures of buildings and that's it you just take pictures of buildings and they all spark like a little memory and spider-man talks about it which is nice polish and stuff like that but gameplay wise I, I, i have i have an important question it's not that great yeah go ahead the, the the photos that you take in photo mode, can you sell them to the Daily Planet? Daily Bugle. Daily Planet Superman. I I sorry, I got I got my super uh, boys no. confused. Oof. No, no you can't. Terrible. Oh. But terrible. as an, as a, a eight, quick eight aside as a quick side speaking of photos, photo mode in this game, as everyone who knows who has Twitter, because everyone's fucking spammed the shit out of it is actually incredible. It's fantastic, and that is a lot of time to waste. But, besides from that, you have all these collectible things, and like in any Assassin's Creed game or any Far Cry game, it's just boring. It's tedious work that fills out the map and bumps the hours of gameplay superfluously for no good reason. It's just boring game design. And in Spider-Man, it kind of is as well, and I won't say it's better. Like... The stuff you do, like collecting stuff, is just the same as any other game. Same as getting the Riddler trophies in Batman or the same as, you know, Assassin's Creed and going to points on the map and, like, doing stuff. You have the towers in Spider-Man that are basically just the same thing that you do in uh, Breath of the Wild or Assassin's Creed where you go to a tower, you press a button, and then it opens up the map and you can see more collectibles. But you swing to the collectibles... And that's what makes it all and, and the more fun. That makes the difference. In the though, like, it does not, it doesn't matter. Like, it's a means to an end. And the swinging is just the fun part of the game. So when you're just swinging around the map, collecting all the collectibles, making the numbers on the little stat tracker go higher, it just feels good. Feels good, man. Which is why, like, open world games are going to really have a tough sell doing the same sort of wrote game design of like collectible stuff on the map when you don't have this kind of excellent movement behind it this wonderful way of moving around the map it's so easy to get distracted by crimes in this game and just quickly go down for like 30 seconds help out the the citizens of new york and then swing away like you truly are spider-man it's pretty great and then that leads to the sort of other part of the game which is like the story missions which is pretty good because like Although the story overall is pretty, eh, whatever, very typical comic book story, the characters are really, really good. The performances by uh, the people who play, like, Spider-Man, which is Yuri Lonethal, who's a really nice chap, um, he is amazing as Spider-Man and Peter Parker. And the dynamic between, like, him and MJ and, like, him and Aunt May is all very, I don't, I don't want to say real, but very, very believable. And it's and it is quite believable. Yeah, like as in like just believable conversations. 
not video game conversations. Very, it's 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 very normal, funny, believable conversations, which is really I, nice. I was, I was watching um, another stream of the game, and 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 an MJ rescue MJ mission showed up, and I was thinking about how like. For as memorable as Peter Parker's character and the villains have always been in whatever iterations of Spider-Man, including some, like, tertiary side characters like like his boss at the newspaper, um, I, I don't think I've seen a, like, really memorable, well-realized MJ. This is it. This game In, in any you... of the, like, movies. Like, or... I, I, huh. like it's not that... They turn imagine... MJ into a, like memorable character yeah she's a she's the a girl who screams she's a huge part of this game like you play her at certain sections i mean they're oh. the worst part of the game apart from the first time you play her when you're like in an art exhibit <laughs> well the worst part well, of now the game. i'm not looking forward to it no but like they are the worst part of the game because it's four stealth sections you have to creep around taking photos or looking at stuff like it's it's not great Compared to playing a Spider-Man, which is the other main part of the game, it's <laughs> it's not that great. Apart from the first part where you're like exploring like an uh, an exhibit of like artifacts and you can read about the artifacts and stuff, that's kind of interesting. But still, the other part is like MJ's communication with Spider-Man. Like, there's a lot of like radio talk between them. There's a lot of times where they meet up to discuss like what's happening in the city and stuff like that. And it's all really good conversations and really believable. MJ's performance is really good. And overall, it's just, it's quite just enjoyable to see them sort of bantering together. Like they used to be like a couple they're currently in the game. They're not. And kind of they're dealing with that and also with what's happening with the story. And they're still very friendly with each other and all this kind of stuff. It's good. I am enjoying it. Oh, the overall story isn't, you know, impressive and it's not going to change the world, but it's it's a means to an end to get all these nice little segments of performance from the characters. And it's it's got good character building, I think. And, you know, it has, like, quite a lot of very familiar Spider-Man characters in it in kind of strange roles, like, you know, Norman Osborn, Osman, Osborn, whatever his name is, is the mayor. The Daily Planet. He's the mayor. And he's kind of weirdly good and bad at the same time. And, you know, Dr. Ock is like Pete's boss. And he's like making research that will inevitably lead him to becoming to Dr. Octopus and stuff like that. So it's uh, quite intriguing in that regard. Is it? Does it do an origin story? No, no. This is it... this is what's kind of good about this game is that it's like it, Pete's been Spider-Man for eight years at this point. So what's really kind of fun about this is like when you pick up the backpacks and stuff like that, it's like memorable stuff or stuff that's made up to flesh into like him having a history. So he will just sort of like swing through the city talking to himself. He'll be like, oh, I remember the time I fought Winston Fisk at Christmas. And he'll talk about it and he'll be like, ah, I got a broken rib and I I nearly was shot this day. And it's kind of, it's just him sort of reliving his own little memories as he swings through the city. He's been doing the job for quite a while, so he's used to it and stuff. And he's quite confident as well. But they still go through the Doc Ock story. No, I don't don't know how far that goes yet because I haven't finished the game, but... It's it's just kind of the the it's not hidden that the technology Pete is helping him build or helping him get re um, 
helping him get funding for is like robotic prosthetics. So so this, so he's gonna make tentacles. He's, he's gonna make like robotic arms. Yeah, <laughs> and then fly around the city causing Maybe. trouble. Yeah, he has a bit of a beef with uh, the old Oscorp chaps. Um, they removed the puddles, so I probably won't play. Yeah, man, those puddles, man. All the puddles are gone. No, I'm joking. The game is the, fucking the, gorgeous. The puddle is that is that a villain or? Oh my god. Oh wait, are you talking about the downgrade? Yeah, the puddle gate. Fucking oh my gate, god! I, did, I I didn't follow this stupidity thing because I was because it's stupid. Was, <laughs> don't waste brain cells was, on it. I was too busy like forcing VR into shit. Okay, okay. So yeah, since I haven't been following it, explain to me Puddlegate. Uh, there was a uh, picture a of the game with puddles, remember it. and then there was uh -huh. a picture of the same scene in the game with less puddles. So that's it, George. that means it's downgraded. No, that's what some people assumed. But then Digital Foundry well, did, obviously, a hang on. did a performance All check based on... All you had to do was on... describe to me, and I'm seething with rage. Yeah, well, yeah. This is, like so, watch, this is like a watchdog situation. Like, Spider-Man really looked good during E3 and stuff, and then now it just looks like garbage. That's the thing, is Digital Foundry, Digital Foundry did like a performance now. analysis of like the E3 demo compared to like the final game, and they found that the final game actually runs better and at a more stable frame rate and has more like... Fake news. Blue effects and stuff like that. Oh. Fake news. Goes to California and comes a conservative. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> I, I think this is like the most liberal place ever. <laughs> Fucking fake news over there. There's like a bunch of hipsters, vegans. <laughs> this is like my hometown, dude. <laughs> but it's good. Like, and I, speaking of the graphics, it looks beautiful. It's stunning. The game is great. And like, as you will have seen from all the photo mode pictures that people are taking it's a gorgeous game and spider-man's suits all look really cool and everything's pretty great um but the last thing i want to talk about in this game because it's the other major part is the combat a lot of people compared the combat to the batman games which is like no surprise because it's the batman games combat put into a spider-man game but it has, like, a lot more gadgets that he can use. Like, he has, like, all these different, like, variations of, like, his web. Like, he has, like, electric web or web bombs or impact webs. And they all do, like, different things to enemies. And you have, like, a Red Dead Redemption-type sc scroll wheel where you can quickly hold a button and then change to the, the web variation that you want to use. And, like, in the start of the game, it's kind of difficult because Spider-Man moves really fast and you can press triangle to like flick a web at an enemy and like immediately like zoom towards them and kick them and stuff. So in the beginning, it's a little disorientating and I kind of was like, oh, this is not good. This feels really weird. And Batman is definitely a lot more focused and has, is you're able to pay attention a lot easier in that game. But then as you progress and you get better and better, like anything, you start being able to sort of take control a little more. And when Spidey's like zooming around all over the place, you know, it's because you're directing him to do so. And you'll have like the counter, like the Spidey sense tingle uh, animation play. And you'll be able to like quickly dodge and react to that. And you'll flick to like the web variations that will do the most damage and stuff like that. And then once you sort of built up uh, some skills and you've experimented a lot, that combat is really good. Really, really good. It feels. Did, um, do you press the counter button? That's the thing is, you press the counter. Over and over you again. do press the counter button a lot, but it's how you react after the counter button.
Because Spider-Man doesn't counter an attack. He just dodges out of the way. So Oh, so it's not just a win the game button. No, 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 like no. It's it's the, it's the literally Batman's. just a I'm not gonna get hit button. Okay, and cool. you get hit hard in this game. Like you have to use something called focus to regain your health, and that the focus takes away from what your the suit you're wearing's like ultimate power is. Like every suit has like a like an ultimate power that once you've built up enough focus you you can do certain stuff. So if oh, you need to recover health, you can press down on the D-pad, kind of like in Bloodborne, and you can regain some health. Um, whereas in Bloodborne, you sacrifice your health for the bullets. Like it kind of takes away from your your like your ultimate bar to give you health. It's like a really good balance between the two, and you can get hit pretty hard. Like there are a lot of like tough enemy variations from guys with rocket launchers that lock onto you. Dudes all have guns, unlike in Batman. Like, they have guns and they will fucking fire at you. No problems <laughs> at all. There's, like, different enemies with shields that block you and you can't, like, dodge them or anything. They fire, like, elemental blasts at you. Like, there's a good heavy amount of, like, uh, variation that makes the combat really challenging. So when you get good at it, it feels even better. Like, I almost want to say it's not quite as good as the swinging, because the swinging is probably like one of the game mechanics of the year, hands down. But the combat, once you get good at it, and once it starts to like click with you, it's better than the Batman games. I, I want to see if this, I'm pretty sure this is doing well. The next one, I want to see some Venom. I want to see some Carnage. Oof. Yeah, dude, like, I feel like I haven't finished the game yet. I haven't tied it all up, but I played, like, a good 10 to 15 hours of it. And, like, they're, they've got, like, they've got Spider-Man characters from history coming constantly. So I imagine they're just going to, like, make a Spider-Man 2 and, like, include all the other ones that they didn't include in this one. Or they talked about briefly but never introduced and stuff. But this this game is good. It's It's... It's surprisingly good. And for, like, you know, Insomniac are a pretty, like decent developer they have always made like pretty you know middle tier to good games like i kind of like sunset overdrive and that game felt great but yeah. this game is like triple a oh, polish sunset overdrive like this is like right. this is like ultimate triple a polish like this feels like out of insomniac's comfort zone for something that they could like make like it's it's almost bigger than them i think it's so well executed and there are so many tiny details that you pay attention to like uh, Kotaku posted about the other day but like uh, they recorded two sets of every radio interaction for one when Spider-Man's not swinging so he doesn't sound out of breath and then the other one where he is swinging and he sounds kind of exhausted while he's swinging and talking and it's two variations hmm. of the same radio chatter it just depends on what you're doing which is like insane amount of polish and like the, all the little details of the city going on and like when you land you can hear people talking about you people being negative towards Spider-Man saying take off your mask Spider-Man you fucking vigilante motherfucker well they're not swearing but you know and then other guys being like I love you Spider-Man <laughs> keep it up <laughs> what but about it's really good like I'm not surprised that it's doing so well it it has oh, wait, its flaws. Wait, wait, it's an open world game with not very much variation on what you can do, but when it does the things that are important, like swinging and combat, 
feeling like you're Spider-Man. I don't want to and, say that. And apparently facing the the moral injustices of vigilantism. What's this? Spider-Man has to like face criticism dude, for acting beyond the law. Dude, Spider-Man is having like a goddamn existential crisis all the time. There are so many times <laughs> when he's just talking to people and he's like. He's like, Spider-Man comes to save the day. I wish people would help me, but everyone hates me. And he just say, he does say that. He just says, like, everyone hates me. <laughs> like, uh, many times. And oh everyone is pretty negative. Everyone is pretty fucking negative. And, like, hands up, like, Jonah uh, J. Jameson or whatever his name is, JJJ, the, the old editor of the Daily Bugle, the angry yeah. guy who's like, Spider-Man, get me some pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> He has like a radio show in this that pops up now and again after you've like finished missions and affected the city. And he'll be like talking about how much he hates Spider-Man and how much Spider-Man's a bad thing. He is straight up InfoWars, Alex Jones, conspiracist no. nut. Nonsense. He's going to get banned from Twitter. Oh, he's awful. Like the parallels between him and like no, fucking InfoWars type conspiracists so is straight You're up. telling me that this like hardline newspaper editor who like ran a, a, a stressful but respectable business in the Spider-Man of 15 years ago yeah, now he's is a, now a like angry conspiracy oh, yeah, theory yeah, yeah. podcaster. Full, full on. God he's a, he's a, I will do anything to tear down the walls of the Spider-Man Is he structure. voiced by J.K. Simmons though? No, he's not, which would have oh. been great. Okay. But he is straight up like Alex Jones conspiracy crazy. God damn! That makes me sad that the Daily Bugle got turned into into. He's not working in the Daily Bugle in the game anymore. Like MJ, oh. MJ is working in the Daily Bugle. So she's so an investigative who, journalist now. Who slams their fist on the desk and says, "Spider-Man, get me photos of Spider-Man"? Well, I imagine it's Spider-Man because the only person taking pictures in that game is Spider-Man, and he's taken a fuck ton of them. This is different. What a what a what a weird world this uh, this Spider Man has to live in. What a strange digitized future. It's, it's changing all the spider rules. It is. <laughs> but it's good, guys. Yeah, like it's good. You can just sit down and it feels so comfortable to play. It's, you know what? I'm tired of this PS4 stuff. Okay, you guys need to move on. Okay. You need to fucking oh get over whatever emotional I, anxiety you still have about getting robbed. Right now. I'll knock on his door, see if he wants to, you know, swap controls. Come on, Matt, you're Spider-Man. in Cali now, you're safe, you're not gonna get robbed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would get robbed here. <laughs> what a, like, but nice Matt, descriptive sentence, no Matt, embellishment. But Matt, it's like, only I'm white such people. A, I stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> I go out for the, a run in the morning, and it's just like I'm the only black guy out here. Okay, okay, hang on. I got an idea. I'm gonna get on Google and type in the worst Google search I think I ever have done. Where are the black people in Southern California? Oh, I, I did that same Google. They give you a list, and Compton is on yeah. there. It's like number two. <laughs> Okay, Inglewood, we got LA, Compton, we got LA. I feel like it is Gardenia, for is that LA? Oakland, San Francisco, okay. Not, there's a lot of black okay. people in this is above in Orange County. None there's of this, of black maybe people, just none this stuff is like below Orange County, like San Diego and I think Oceanside. I've, I've had a different understanding of Orange County this whole time. Is Orange County like supposed to be 
is it the Buckhead of LA? Is it where is it where the white flight landed? No, man, God, you, they're you're everywhere. just saying words to me at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just literally Japan. just saying words. Yeah, I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask you, like, how does it feel to be like? Like a white guy in, in Japan, it's got to be like kind the of the same, same concept, dude. Like it's I the mean, same. I mean, like it, they, it seems Japan, weird. Japanese people, you know, they they hate Americans too, right? We 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 did some stuff to them in the back back in the days, dude. Right? I so get, I have to concept, deal with right? what you guys have done. I get like everyone just assumes I'm American. <laughs> if if what, what you're about your if you're not Japanese, Japanese people don't know what accents are. Don't they have accents? Wow, you're being yeah, they ignorant they right now. Ben. You're being they ignorant. They have Ben, and it's not accents. It's the way they they say words differently. It's not so much the sound. There's... It's more about what you end sentence with, with, or the type of variations of the words that you say. So that's that's the dialects. Mm, yeah, it's more about dialects. It's called Ben in Japanese, like Kansai Ben or Tokyo Ben or Okayama Ben. So, like. Huh, so, so it's less about like the accent you say the word with than it is the grammar you structure. Yeah, your kind of. Yeah, with. I mean, huh. you know, they have like the Tokyo people are more reserved, whereas like Kansai people are like yeah, more yeah, screamy and <laughs> angry. I've, I've always heard that. I've always like, oh, you have a Tokyo dialect. Oh, you yeah. have a, a Okinawa. So like dialect. pretty much like every so... time you learn Japanese from a textbook, it's like Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Like. None, and in, like in, in my brain, I I assume those were accents. <laughs> like, wow, that's that's weird. To like, think about. I always that knew. Changes I always everything. knew for when I first moved here. Like, I always knew that the word for why in Japanese, like, there are many ways to say it, but the the, the main way is like naze. And like, when I say naze to my girlfriend, she's like, ugh, it's fucking nande. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, she says it just like that. Yeah, she she get, she gets grossed out when I say Japanese. She's like, "Don't talk Japanese. You sound like you're from Tokyo." I'm just like, "Okay." So she talks perfect <laughs> English then. Yes, she does. Fortunately. <laughs> Thank God. I thought you I thought you were with a local or something. She is. She is like she's an English teacher though. So. Wait, a local learned English. So Did she do well the jet program? Yeah, she became an English teacher. <laughs> no, no, no. She. She just is a high school master's degree earning English teacher. There's a lot of them in Japan. Like, there's a lot of people who speak fluent English. Some they, not so well. She, she's but. never been out of Japan? She has. She, she was in Australia for a while. Okay. <laughs> Going back to what you were saying, I, I get it. It's weird because, like... I don't know if it's kind of the same feeling because this is more about language barrier than anything. It's kind of weird not being able to just like go outside and have like a normal ass conversation. Like if you go to the store or you go somewhere. It's always like a weirdly awkward half conversation because it's like, well, I can't speak fluent Japanese and you can't really speak English. So it's like, it's pointless at the end of the day sometimes. It can be incredibly isolating and... For example, like when I'm on the trains or like buses, no matter what, no matter how many times I've been on that train or bus, it's like people just stare at you. And especially if it's like a day when I've like got my tattoos out and then it's even more so. Blow them a kiss, man. That would just... 
That was just like freaking them out. You're never gonna see them again. I think there would be like an. I think there would be like a national inquiry. You think you'd show up on the news if you waved and smiled at Japanese people? It would be like a national inquiry. Oh my god! I'm telling you, there would be like a national yeah, inquiry. Yeah, that's what I remember. Some of them are very friendly too. Sexura. Yeah, usually the friendly ones are the ones who've been abroad. <laughs> they want to yeah. speak English. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, you can tell they're they're the youngins. You know, they're not the old people who are like that. The old people like move out the move out the way. They're either the youngins or they're kind of like crazy oldens. Yeah. So so speaking of angry black people. Right, that's what we were talking about, uh-huh. I played the new Siege update, and the newest operator is, like, I think, my new favorite. Uh, they, they added some, some kind of, like, anti-terror police force from the UK, and one of them is a angry black woman who is, like, shiny and bald, and her portrait art is of her mouth, like, wide open, and her what? eyebrows pointed firmly downwards, screaming with the fury of, of, like, a thousand fighting Valkyries. She has an extendable riot shield, and, and when she's looking at a bad guy with her shield extended, she just starts, like, cursing at them. <laughs> and the riot shield is bulletproof, so the bad guys can't wow. shoot through it. It has a taser attached to it, so she can, like, tase people. It slows them down and causes extremely minor amounts of chip damage. And there are now scenes in Siege where you have this character who will be, like, looking at another player. The, the, the lady will just be, like, screaming at them, be like, YOU FUCKING MUPPET! YOU FUCKING MUPPET! GET OUT OF HERE! And, and the other player just doesn't know Holy what to shit. do. <laughs> it's like, it's like seeing this woman, like, 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 discipline a dog or something. It's like, it's amazing. It's hilarious. And I also really... Well, wouldn't well, that like, she's broadcast a, she's your, a defender like, area with a with a shield, which changes everything. Because because the the attackers, if they do if they do their job, they should know what mm. objective the defenders are going to defend anyway. But um, since she has a bulletproof shield on her, she's like a walking piece of cover. She she extends your defensive perimeter almost by by like she, she can plug doorways. If a door breaks, you can just put her there and block it with the shield. There's a lot of really interesting strategies you can do with this lady, and they always look hilarious when you pull them off. And, and, oh, oh, I know I've, like, not shut up about this game for three years, but it just, it, it boggles my mind, especially now that we are three years into it, how much better it gets with every successive upgrade they've made. And uh, the last couple patches had operators that were... Seemed a little light on ideas. They, they, they just, like, dropped down little proximity mines, more or less, that would annoy people. This is... <laughs> this feels like the first time in a while where they've gotten a character that they've added in that actually changes the dynamics and the flow of the game. It's really, really great playing with the shield person on defense. It, it makes you feel like there's a, a lot more strategic options that you open up. And since she doesn't really have great guns she doesn't it, it feels balanced uh uh siege is is now nowadays balanced in a way where everyone's gun is almost like inversely proportional to the quality of their gadget so this lady with a bulletproof shield has a gun that does a real bad job of shooting bullets <laughs> and i i really though it's the 
the cursing that sells it for me. The cursing. That's that's my new favorite feature of Siege, is just like looking at other players and your character just, just screams curses at them automatically like a like like a babbling brook. In a game where you if you type like cursing you get banned automatically. Seems kind of <laughs> yeah. like the best decision. <laughs> well well no, no, no. It's it's um it's it's racial slurs, not 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 cursing that, that gets you banned. I mean, I'm not, I know that the line between the two is, is quite blurry, but... Uh, yeah, it, for some. For racist people, maybe. <laughs> You're not going to get kicked from Siege for role-playing as Clash, <laughs> the, the, the new operator who Matt's just gonna, screams Matt's going to stop playing and he's going like, to type in the chat, where the black people at? And then it's going to be like, automatic ban. <laughs> <laughs> where the black people at, man? You're not going to get banned in Siege for saying black people? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure um some racist people can use <sighs> that if you don't get banned by saying black people. <laughs> I hate these pause black people. That's why they need to be banned. Well that's a bad thing to say anyway. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no. These young kids. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like I'm afraid to play. A multiplayer game again. <laughs> young kids, man. I'm afraid to, to have a kid in this world right now. Oh, oh yeah. Tell me about it. I don't it. want them to become a Fortnite player. Wait, 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 wait. You said I was thinking about, like, you know, overpopulation and global warming and then the cost of college and, and childbirth services. And you're saying Fortnite's the reason why. Yes, man. All these kids growing up, you're, like you're afraid of bringing a Fortnite fan into the world. Real dad and sons ish. Okay, I'm gonna say something real, <laughs> real dad ish right now. But like, like you know how people used to tell us, like, oh, you know, you should go outside, stop playing those damn video games. Like, I'm starting to feel that now. Dude. Like for like these young kids, not for me. Oh, not for you. But for these young kids, like that don't know the world. They don't know the world. Let's be let's be honest though. From my point of view, if you go outside and play in America, you're going to die. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you don't die from going outside? Come on. You just run a, like, 1 in 33 chance of dying. Yeah. Like, I feel like Matt running outside every morning is, like, upping the risk of death in his life to, like, you know what? 79%. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> Absolutely not wrong. It's like if I run in Japan, it's like I'm gonna get offered like cakes, or I'm gonna get offered drugs. <laughs> there, there's these stairs called Death of Stairs here in in Lake Elsinore, and I, I do them. And um, one day I was like, man, because I never see anybody on a trail, but of course, <laughs> people. I think about that constantly. Like, hmm, this is this is I should I shouldn't think about being murdered up here. You know, like at, the fact that you have to in, run up some morning. steps that are like maybe gonna be the the scene of your murder. You know, that they're, they're a little steep, that little steep, you know. Old lady might just trip me on the way down, you know break break a couple hips, you know. <laughs> yeah, so let's hopefully not. <laughs> is that is that George texting me telling me to stop being racist? <laughs> I I I I I'm I'm ready to s segue into oh god oh god um um uh, uh, the Bioshock commercial Infin yeah that. Bum, 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 bum. 
God, we're back from the break. This is like what attempt number three, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. what maybe attempt number three to get us back from the break was was me uh, trailing off after after saying that we got cool plans in the future. But for now, you dad and sons listeners are gonna have to put up with this shit. Uh, Train wreck. We're gonna do some news mm-hmm. from from last week uh, that we didn't get around to because we were running out of time. Peggy is now stamping physical retail boxes of games with a in-game purchase content descriptor tag. This is something that was formerly um, online only, but as recent efforts in, in various locations across the world, such as Belgium and Hawaii, which is really weird to say in the same sentence... Uh, yes, are, two countries, two countries, two places. I mean, they're, they're very similar. I, it would be course. accurate to call them, b- call both of them states. In, in, in Belgium's in, a country. It ain't a state. It's a no, country. no, that's. But I, I mean, I don't know about you, but in 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 like American English, it's it's generally acceptable to like call an autonomous region a state, regardless of. Like, like they are the American states, but state is also like synonymous with a lot of like the nation state of. Of, of most countries. And, and anyways. So what about boxes? Uh, Peggy is going to be stamping a in-game purchases content descriptor on, phys- on the ratings boxes of physical retail games. Um, this is something that was formerly online. A consumer survey recently showed that two in five parents of children that play games indicate that their child spends money in games. Hey, this is another reason not to have kids these days. Of those parents, <laughs> the vast majority, over eight and ten of them, that's 80% for those of you who are bad at math, have an agreement of some kind of spending. This can take the form of asking permission before each purchase, a weekly or monthly spending limit, or use of parental control tools, monitoring credit card bills, or the use of prepaid value cards. But only 2% of parents do not monitor their children spending at all and so this rating descriptor is there to warn parents that their kids might steal their credit cards to buy loot boxes and overwatch or something let's be honest age ratings have never ever factored into any parent ever buying video games so this ain't either wait really i i my mom Come paid attention she my mom was like super strict about it my dad on the other hand was just like yeah whatever I feel like most parents were probably like your dad. Uh, uh, what about you guys? I never bought stuff like that. I don't. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I, di- I didn't. I, and find I don't the need to. Do I've that. sort of realized I don't buy boxed games anymore. <gasps> and I like boxes. I, l- I like. But the being in plastic. Japan, 
I, I like having the physical stuff. I really do. I have, like, a pretty decent-sized game collection. But, like, I've thinking back on it now, like, I bought Spider-Man digitally. I buy literally everything on the Switch digitally because I want it right there. Um, so, like, this... These are the type of games I wouldn't buy pretty much anyway. So... Uh, well, it would be awfully unfortunate then Also if... I'm in Japan, so Peggy doesn't affect me. <laughs> also, physical media is still the dominant normal way to buy games in Japan. Is Or, or, or is it yeah, changing fuck now? Yeah. Well, you have, like, the cards for games in, like, the combini and stuff. Uh, but yeah, f- physical all the fucking way. Japan still likes things you can hold. Likes, likes boxes. Yeah. So, Matt, you were saying that you were afraid to have children because you're afraid they'll become a Fortnite fan. Well, and then they'll spend all your money on Fortnite. It's just, just when I see the children these days. It, all right. Is, do you think the children these days are the same as? When we were growing up playing games. No, oh, hell no. Dad. They they got 4chan right out the gate. We had to wait like 15, 16 years for that. Yeah, it, it's just... <laughs> I'm a little worried. <laughs> I'm a little worried that the way they grow up, you know, the window is open when they're young like that. And they're just sucking in information. I just don't want them to grow up Do you really think, like, up. if you're 100% honest, mm-hmm. do you really think that the generation who was looking at you as a kid didn't say the same thing? Yeah, exactly. Oh, we had cable exactly. television right out the gate. They had to wait 15, 16 years for that. It, yeah, they weren't watching fucking Ed, Ed, and Eddie on a Saturday morning. It was corrupting mm-hmm. us. Look at us now. Yeah. So maybe I'm just ignorant. Maybe I'm just ignorant in thinking that, you know, like, think, oh, this is a different generation. I think generation. you've truly embraced. You've gone, like, super dad. You've gone, like, full-on super dad transformation. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I don't know. When you get older, you start thinking about kids. You start thinking about everything. Start start thinking about them stealing your credit card to buy oh, the dab emote in, no. in Fortnite. I hope the kid is like me when I'm young. Very observant and quiet and (laughs) then he just like blossoms then he gets older and that's it (laughs) it's It's okay watering him in the ground or something is he a plant is he he is definitely a plant now it's all going to depend on the 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 other the partner that i get so I, I, I just want to point out that um, we, we, we assumed the baby, the non-existent baby's gender uh, for, for, for whatever the baby may be. I'm sure. Oh, we did. Did I say he? I'm sure they'll they'll be fucked up from 4chan anyway. Oh, God. Yeah, that's true. I mean, who browses 4chan these days anyway? Children. I heard pr- certain positions that you you can, you know, have sex in. Uh, will give you a boy or girl. So did maybe... you did you hear it from Cosmopolitan magazine? <laughs> did you read it in your Teen Vogue? Did you? I might have heard it when I was hot. I mean, was this a grocery yeah. store magazine? W- were the pages sticky? I think I think it's a certain strand of weed here in California <laughs> that you can take. Is that how they're selling weed now? <laughs> oh, trust me, weed sells on its own, my friend. Guarantee that you'll have a girl. Just try this certain strand of weed. That's terrible. <laughs> Let's smoke some of that AK forty seven. Let's smoke some of that some of that sour diesel. 
some of that Cinderella, some of that Star Wars, that Skywalker. <laughs> One day I'm gonna do the podcast high. It's gonna. Happen. This is terrible. We're all terrible. <laughs> We're terrible people who live in a terrible world. You know what isn't terrible, George? Supposedly, Call of Duty Black Ops 4's battle royale mode. Geez, everyone is loving it, but you need codes. So, I've, I have uh, a couple friends who are really into Call of Duty. According to them, the Black Ops 4 regular multiplayer mode is, nah, whatever. Uh, but, but the Battle Royale mode, the, the Blackout, which I believe is the uh, nomenclature. Um, oh, don't do drugs, is... kids. Sorry, go ahead. What? Don't do Blackout. Well, I don't know, because I'd like to do Blackout. Um, Call of Duty 4, Black Ops 4, We still do this thing in school mode. called the Black Box. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> you know how no, the Black Box is amazing. You, like, in school, speaking of dumb kids, you would, like, push under the ribs of, like, another student, like, oh as they're, god. like, against the wall. And they would lose like air to their lungs for a brief Holy second. Holy crap! Black out for Thirty seconds. That's yeah, something yeah. like an anime villain does. I remember yeah. that. No, it was just dumb kids knocking each other out for fun. I remember that. That was so but weird yeah, 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 to yeah, see. When the first time I saw that, I freaked out, man. Let me tell you. Yeah, me too. And when they fucking did it to me, I was like, "That was fucking weird." Wow. Well, that was really weird. Uh, channeling childhood memories of bullying. Uh, 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 Call of Duty <laughs> now now has a battle royale mode called Blackout. Okay, so it's got a compilation of all of the weapons from the Blackout series. There are some the Blackout series, Black Ops series. There are some Black Ops zombies shambling around that, that drop novelty stuff like grappling hooks and and zombie spawners. Uh, there's apparently a, a, if, and if you look at video clips, you can see this quite instantly. The time to kill is longer than, than in your typical Call of Duty. That's the thing that's, I think, kind of always steered me away from Call of Duty is how many fast, frequent, unexpected deaths you're going to get. Here, it looks like you got a good couple seconds to react to danger once it starts coming in. Apparently, armor drops are quite plentiful and easy to find. And that, combined with, with, with still, like, fast, relatively speaking, weapons that, that fire and hit scan, gives it kind of a, a tactical feel to it. This I... kind of doesn't surprise me. Because, you, you know, obviously you've had Epic Games make Fortnite, but that was, like, a modification of a game they already made that wasn't doing particularly well. <laughs> but now you have, like, a... Like a studio that have been making shooters, they know what they're fucking doing. They know how to make good shooters. Like as whatever you think about Call of Duty, it's still very good quality content. And now they've gone and they've taken what sort of smaller studios were doing and taking like buggy messes like PUBG. And now they've like been like, ah, here's our version, and it has all the polish of a AAA game, and it has all the crazy things we can do with the money we have, and. It doesn't surprise me that it's kind of turned out good. They like, why would it not? They 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 also had an opportunity to kind of sort of compile everything from yeah. from the entire See what Black Ops series theory, and then just yeah, you have a uh, uh, futuristic flying gadgets 
next to, to World War II era submachine guns. <laughs> like all in the same game together. It's real cute. When's the actual game out? Uh, it looks like we are dropping this out on October 12th. The beta is going to extend to PC publicly. Right now you need a pre-order on PS4. But the beta is going to be out on PC on the 15th. Um, um, are, are you guys down? Do you want to wanna get a, a group going? Yeah. If I don't have to buy it. You don't have to buy it just for the beta, I believe. I... I, 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 I was looking forward to playing it last night, but you do need to pre-order to play it on console right now. When it comes out on PC, it's supposed to be public, I believe. Hmm. Me and Matt run laptops now. Me, me and Matt ain't got no chance. Matt was playing Monster <coughs> Hunter World on his laptop. He has a whole world of monster hunting he can push on that thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Matt's is like a god's gift No, no, laptop. it is not. No, it is not. It's just <laughs> just enough so I can run things. You know, all you gotta do is put things on low or medium. <sighs> then and the zombies will look like potatoes. Yeah, and, and then your computer sounds like it's about to take you know, flight. <laughs> it's just gonna start. Mine already like, does that. Mine already does that. Running audacity to record this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Here at the Dad and Sons podcast, we have the most professional of production values, which is why we have so many listeners every week who send in their questions. If you would like to send oh, in your segue. question. Feel free to shoot us an email to dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com. We will read it on the air every other week between our audience interaction participatory game show segment called uh, Dad Den right now. But to keep that fresh, we do questions. This week, we got a question from Axton, who asks... Love the podcast. Axton asks. Axton asks. Sounds like a segment. Love the podcast and all your senses of humor. It really helps lighten my day. Video games have always Good. been a passion. It, thanks. Thanks, Axton. Yeah. Video games have always been a passion, and I love hearing you guys talk about it, which brings me to my question. What is your video game dream job if you have one? Did you have this dream while you were a kid, or has your gaming dreams changed since then? Are there any hurdles that make this difficult? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Everything's a hurdle. <laughs> Personally, I've always been fascinated with translation, and I'm hoping to be able to translate Japanese games into English by becoming a localization specialist. Of course, this road is difficult. I'll have to pass the N1 proficiency test to even qualify, but I'm hoping that graduating college and becoming a school teacher in Japan will help me reach this goal. If you have any advice on this, too, I would love your inputs. I, I have a feeling I know who can give them that inputs. Keep on smiling, Axton. I like that you said keep on smiling. Nice. I'm smiling right now, Axton, in Thank honor you, Axton. Of, of your memory. Hmm. Uh, so, um, I guess, I... Liam, do you have any advice for him? And the rest of us, mm. do we have any dream jobs? This is kind of a weirdly personal question, because this is something I've sort of battled with for a long time. Because I had a, what I assumed was my dream job. I was oh. going to work for a big studio. Oh, and no. It didn't turn out exactly how I thought, and it was fun and stuff like that, and I learned a heck of a lot, and it brought me into the industry I'm incredibly passionate about, but it wasn't what I thought it was. But now I kind of know what my dream is with this in this industry, and I get to do a lot of cool stuff, and I get to interview a lot of cool people, and I get to talk about video games with my best buds every week. 
but I want to make games. I love making games. I, I spend every day, or at least four or five hours outside of everything else I do, making games. I love making games. I want to be able to be self-sufficient and make my own games with people I, I enjoy being creative with and doing stuff. And it's really like something I battled with for a long time because growing up, I did want to make games. I remember sending a game called Zombies. I made a design document with my brother and my dad. I remember it was just called Zombies. And we literally sent it to Nintendo of Europe, like in, a, in an envelope. Oh, my God. That's and adorable. This, this, this was like 1999, maybe. Before that is so cute. Yeah, I remember it. I remember it. It was like a big, thick document with all the pictures of all the different zombies and stuff like that. And it was literally just called Zombies. I remember the front cover of it. And I've always wanted to make games. But... Making games felt like it was fucking magic. You had to be a fucking magician. I didn't even know what an engine was until I basically started at Rockstar. I had no idea what a fucking engine was or what any of that shit was. And it just always seemed like something completely out of touch. And it wasn't really until I left Rockstar and I felt like my video game path had ended and I was doing something completely different, which was moving to Japan, um, that I was kind of like, oh, maybe I can get back into it. I... I found that I really do love making games. I love the process of making games and being able to make my own means I get to be involved in every aspect of the process. And then I learned how to do stuff using Game Maker, using Unity and engines and, and stuff like that. And it's now everything I want to do. And you know, I've made games recently and I'm I'm making a game right now that isn't announced and is in stages. Uh, that looks good. Various stages. And I'm hoping that I can make games and not have to do anything else. That's what I would dream about. Um, and it's really personal because as I get older and the more I live in Japan and the more I progress through life, I feel like it's slipping away a little bit sometimes. Because mm. life, as Matt will attest, gets too real sometimes. Yep, it does. Which means it's, it means it's hard to focus on stuff like that. Even though like... You know, 70% of my time and, and, and my life is dedicated to video games. Um, it's still hard to chase those, those tiny dreams. You have to make a lot of sacrifices. And in regards to, like, coming to Japan to translate games, yeah, getting N1 is, like, a definite must. You have to have N1 and basically be better than N1, which is really difficult because N1 is, like, writing fucking scientific essays in Japanese. It's so hard. And, um... I would say come to Japan, make sure you like it before you do all that. If you're interested in localizing games, take game scripts and localize them. Practice it. Um, so many of my friends are localizers. You don't have to uh, speak Japanese to be a localizer. You need to be able to be a writer because localizing isn't translating. They're two completely different things. Translating is done by companies that just direct translate them into the very standard language and then a localizer takes that language and makes it more suitable for the target audience it's aiming for, which sometimes can cause trouble. But if you want to do that, like take game scripts, localize them, translate them, practice them, have examples of stuff that you've done. Um, even if it's not for anything, just take scripts and translate them and then people can see good examples of what you would do. Come to Japan, see how you like it, but you know, don't come over here, get a job that's going to take up like 90% of your time and then you can't practice or you can't study. Like, focus on studying. 
Japanese and all that kind of stuff if you want to do it. Uh, be passionate about the games industry. Follow people who are in localization, especially like people over here who work at like Capcom and 8.4 and Nintendo and stuff like that. And yeah. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> my, my uh, sorry. a bit out there. Um, I've always wanted to do like the directing of a video game. Oh. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah I that guess sounds like, like the fun role. <laughs> we got a real David Cage over here. Ooh. Yeah. And just, I mean, I'm, I'm not naive. I know that's like, you got to really understand how a game is made and worked and budget and all that type of stuff. But yeah, I always wanted to actually help run it, make it from scratch, and actually know what's good. You know, I feel like I would be able to yeah. know what what is a good product that people would actually like and, you know, be able to toss that out. Uh, other than that, like probably like making like the the trailers and the movies um, within the game and stuff like that. That would be pretty cool. Like people oh, use Unreal oh, Editor. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like like the in-game universe yeah. advertisements and commercials and stuff. Yeah. I would be down with that. <laughs> I that yeah, would be awesome. Yeah, that that stuff always looked like it would have been a lot of fun to write and voice and at like whoever makes the commercials in Grand Theft Auto probably uh uh has a lot of creative licenses. I don't know. I don't know. Liam might know some some shady underbelly to that side of those games. Share no, that kind of stuff is like that's all around Laszlo. Laszlo does all that shit. He's actually super good at that stuff and so collaborates with Laszlo's like job. People. Yeah, Laszlo does all the radio stuff. And Wait, Laszlo's a real he's person? Pretty damn. Yeah, yeah, he's a real person. He was a real radio Laszlo. host before Rockstar yeah. hired him. He was him, a DJ, right? yeah. And then, yeah, and then they made him uh, like the actual character of himself in GTA V, and he's like that weird, creepy TV host. I didn't know that he um, worked on the other radio stuff, though. Yeah, he did. He it uh, like coded makes it sense. With the um. So. What about you, George? Considering like you live the dream. Yeah, yeah. He asks, um, "What is your video game dream job if you have one?" Uh, I guess I'm in the the very very fortunate case of. Of being someone who kind of wanted to be a video game journalist when I was a kid and then grew up to kind of sort of turn that into something. It's more like the dream now is altering the business model into something that makes a lot more sense. Um, and into some kind of video game journalism that, first of all, obviously pays enough to live a comfy middle class income level. Second is to have something that like hits high standards. Sure, I wanted to make documentaries for a while. Like video game documentaries. You still can do that. Uh, you gotta have a lot of time. You have to be dedicated. <laughs> you can't just do that on their, <laughs> on their off time. To make it good, you can't just do that on your off time, for sure. But yeah, go ahead, George. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Danny O'Dwyer is, I guess, both what you and I want to be when we grow up then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm sure Danny will love to hear that. Cause I, 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 uh, dream video game job is is writing about and studying and reporting on the people and the games who are involved in this uh, a, a beautiful, funny, enjoyable, nerdy world of ours. The uh, struggle, I guess, at this point is is figuring out how to how how to how to have quality 
and and money and workflow and a streamlined lifestyle a work-life balance all at the same time and it's a lot harder than i was expecting i mean okay so first of all i i I had a very very hard time breaking into the system after college i i was basically given the advice of do the job for free before you get the job i was applying to newspapers and websites everywhere and the YouTube channel is what took off instead. I kind of, sort of, in a weird way, consider that a failure of the system I was expecting to train really hard and work into. And I feel like getting more of a more friendly, more welcoming ecosystem into video game writing and, and journalism is what I what my dream is now. Is is like doing something to help make the job market better, basically. <laughs> It's a respectable thing to do. I it's it's a confusing one that I don't. Video game I, I industry like, <laughs> is fucking hard to get into. I feel into. like I need an MBA at this point to like move on to the next level of that process, and I it, I, I don't have it like fully crystallized in mind. I guess that's the sort of like weird ennui of of doing the thing you wanted to do when you were a kid for a good five to six years and now wondering what's next, you know? I don't yes. I don't know if you know, yes. but maybe you know. Yeah, I get it. I 100% get it. That's how I felt after Rasta. It's weird, isn't it? Are we still on the first question? Weird. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, no, we should, we, should, we should move on. We should move on. We're getting existential. We don't do that in Dead and Sons. Uh, we Keep got Jack. Light and Hardy. Jack came in. He says, hi, dads and sons. This weekend, for my 26th birthday, I'm getting a Nintendo Switch. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jack. Enjoy your Nintendo Switch. Jack Jack is excited. Oh, enjoy your insurance as well. If you live in America, get ready to pay hundreds, at least 800 a month at 26 and onwards. 800 a month? 800, 800. Oh, okay. Just, Just one, just one. Yeah, American healthcare is really confusing. Hi, dads and sons. This weekend for my 26th birthday, I'm going to be cast out from my parents. My warranty on my healthcare expires, and I then have to pay for it myself. So I'm going to get a Nintendo Switch. I'm excited about it, and I'm looking for some recommendations. Uh, Disclaimer, I embellished a bit of that previous sentence. For context, I haven't really played games since I was 17 or 18 when I had a PSP. How oh, did he okay. To so you're 26. Maybe I I've known people <laughs> who don't play video games but are like incredibly absorbed in the memes and the media of How do you get of to gamers? Here, wow. So so Jack is turning 26. They haven't played games since they were 17 or 18. So they have like a good decade to go through here. I'm a little jealous of Jack actually because going through this stuff for the first time years after the fact is always a blast. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I've missed out on at least two generations of gaming. An exception to this is that I played through Hyperlight Drifter on my laptop after George's review. I like the idea of exploring some more of those kinds of indie titles, which I think the Switch <laughs> is well set up correctly, for. If I remember correctly, George's review of Hyperlight Drifter wasn't exactly glowing. It was a little negative, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I was just George's being a whiny asshole. Games, so. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. What would you recommend? Um, Don't worry, Matt. Hollow Knight is already on my list. Hollow Knight. (laughs) Hollow Knight. Play Hollow Knight. Play that sucker. Iconoclasts. Don't play the Into the Breach. There are so many good 2D indie world buildings. Yes. And also, there's like loads of ports of stuff that was in the generation that you missed. Hyperlight Drifter is probably going to be on the Switch sooner or later. 
It is. It's already um, out. Definitely do Stardew Valley. I would recommend the portability of that makes it an incredibly addictive beast that's hard to put down, and the game is cute and wholesome with interesting dark stories underneath. Breath of the Wild, you think you'd like Breath? Yeah, if he likes Hyperlight Drifter. I like the idea of exploring. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's exploring, exploring. More indie titles. Well, indie titles, yeah, I guess. Um, it's but but Breath of the Wild is tons. also like it's got char it's got a little bit of heart. It has probably a the closest that AAA comes to having indie charm. Mm, yeah, it's, it's very beautiful to look at, and the world is very 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 beautiful. Right, there's loads right. of games on the Switch. Yoko's uh, Express thing, the like pinball platformer thing, that's really good. Um, you've got like Dandara, uh, Cave Story. If you haven't played Cave Story before, you can play Cave Story on the Switch. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, and yeah, there's loads of ports of stuff. You can play Saints Row the Third now. Or in the Blind Forest. <laughs> or in the Blind Ori, Forest yeah, is on the Xbox. Um, oh, wait, that's not the Switch. What are you talking about? Enters the Gungeon. Be. Wait, is Enter the Gungeon? Yeah. Enter the Gungeon's on Switch. Yeah. If if Ori is like an Xbox exclusive, right? I thought it was on PC as well. I... Yeah, Microsoft. Yeah. You you could always play Dead Cells. It has one of the best representations of video game combat that Philip Myerson ever saw in their oh life. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus, get on with it. There you go. There's loads of games. Yep. Yep. You picked up a good Next console. Next caller. Uh, John, next caller is John. John says, hello, George <laughs> of the Jungle and friends. I love the Thief games. Fuck friends. the reboot! And stealth in general, but I really don't like recent games in the genre as I feel they don't commit to their premise. Dishonored is always praised for reviving a certain niche, but I have a big problem with these games and others following its footsteps. What's the point in having a game with stealth when you give them psychopathic alternatives? Where are the fail states for killing someone? Where are the rewards for ghosting or being a pacifist? Is there a game that accomplishes this, or is this another niche genre that has been flushed down the toilet? I wonder what you guys think. Sincerely, John. Well, George, this is y you. And unfortunately, I don't have good news for you, John. Stealth games have been fucking neutered horrendously. The primary means of interaction with other people in video games is still violence, killing them dead. Uh, Hitman's nice, though. Which is weird to say in that same sentence, but your primary <laughs> interaction with other people in Hitman is like fooling them into thinking you're another person. Uh, uh, the combat is, is, you know, it feels not as good as the stealth does. And that's, if anything, stealth has been folded into a lot of action games, but I feel like that's where the line gets drawn between knowing if you're playing a stealth game or not. Like, is it more fun to sneak or is it more fun to not? And even a, a ostensibly action game that has really fun stealth can turn into a stealth game for me. Like Metro. Might want to give the Metro games a try. They're, they're short, linear, Call of Duty-style corridor shooters. However, they have really, really fleshed-out stealth systems. If you turn the HUDs off, they feel very organic and natural. Um, let's see. What else is out there? There's... Whew, it is sparse. It is sparse. There's Hitman. There's Metro. Surprised uh, you Metal Gear yet. Well, that's because there hasn't been a good one in fucking forever, and the decline of Metal Gear very much mirrors the decline of the genre. <laughs> Oof. Yikes. But, yeah. Take that, Kojima. No, if, if you want to Don't play a good mailman. stealth game, as I have discovered this past week, your best bet is still loading up MGS3. 
Jesus. setting it to European there extreme. It is. There it is. And 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 learning the the controls. I just blew my load too quickly. So so you guys want to follow up on that with anything, or are we just gonna stay at that uh, depressing like really Sets. three choices ba- basically? I found games like Dishonored to be quite boring. In so stealth, I'm it's not the best so person. boring stealth, dude. Yeah, I I just yeah. like you know what I I feel so weird killing people in that game, but my God is way better. It, yeah, yeah, it's like it, just get up behind one and someone just slash their throat. Dishonored it's is a like, stealth game with great combat and bad. St- it's like the opposite of what I yeah. was just trying to find. I just feel like first-person stealth is just like something that has never really been done very well. Well, Thief and Deus Ex. Uh, and but even the Thief is like five one games. Deus Ex technically is like barely. It's like switches between third person and first person. And, and like in the stealth sections when you're creeping around like vents and uh, not vents but like against walls and stuff it's always third person so you can see like it changes like a Metal Gear perspective in the recent Deus Ex games. Ooh. Did you play I- Alien Isolation? Actually, no. you know, maybe that's the sort Mark of thing of the that Ninja, John... That's a good stealth game. Yeah, yeah. There's, Mark there's... of the Ninja is a great stealth game. It's completely different from what you... 2D. Yeah. I, I've been thinking yeah. of, like, the first-person stealth. Yeah. 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 Mark of the Ninja is a really good stealth game. Um, But, yeah, I, I mean, in first-person, I feel like it can work so long as there's some buttons there for peeking. In Deus Ex, it looks really, really stupid walking in front of guards who are obviously blind. But if you can like peek through through a lattice or or out of cover, I feel like that's just like realistic and also accessible enough to make first person stealth looks like it makes sense. I sure as hell am not going to recommend the Far Cry games. That's like balls to wall mayhem. They got stealth systems in them though, and they have entire Ugh. upgrade trees for them, and it's just not. Just play Spider-Man. Fun. You've got plenty of forced stealth sections. No, play good stealth games, because John has asked for for. Actually, speaking <laughs> of, there are parts in Spider-Man where you totally can approach it in stealth as Spider-Man, and it's incredibly easy. Like, you just swing from beam to beam and no one sees you and then you just like if you put all your upgrades into like one skill tree you can you can perch take down anyone immediately and not get spotted you play spider-man there you go do you think john would like the the new wolfenstein games or no well i but you can play them yeah Okay, no. don't get your hopes up, John. Don't spend a lot of money on them. But the the two new Wolfenstein games do have stealth that's no, okay. No, no, I feel like you're a bit shit out of luck. Stealth is like it's stealth getting more progressing away other from things that. usually less satisfyingly yeah. than the it dedicated has to be high, stealth games. It has to be hybridly built into stuff now. He's going to buy Wolfenstein and be very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be angry at George. And we're going to have lost uh, the listener because yeah. of you, George. Uh, well, I, d- I feel like Hitman's kind of your only option, really. Yeah. And that's sad, isn't it? Yeah. Like, if you go to Google and type in best stealth games... Uh, let's see, 2004. Ooh, ooh, look at all those. Holy shit. All right, now get on Google and type in best stealth games 2017. 
Holy uh, shit, yeah. MGS3, yeah, Deadly short. Shadows, <laughs> Hitman Contracts, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell, The Chronicles of Riddick. I'm pretty fucking good, actually. And, and if you type in 2017, the first one on the list is Sniper Elite 4. Wow. <laughs> Shooting Hitler in the balls. If you type in 2016, <laughs> the list is the same length. It, it generally gets bigger the lower the year is. Stealth games are not coming out. And even yeah. when they are, Google is calling Assassin's Creed stealth games, which... <laughs> you can always play those wonderful stealth thematically, games. Thematically, you might be correct in some alien planet, but when they <laughs> are in your hands, they do not play very stealthily. Yeah. Oh, 2011 looks like a bad year, too. Well, there you go. Moral of 2018, we can give you lots of Switch recommendations, but stealth, we can't give you any. Mm. Yeah. What that that nicely encapsulates the times, doesn't it? It does. If you maybe you should make a stealth indie title, and we'll tie all this together. Maybe that could be your video game dream job. I don't think I'd make a very good stealth game. I do not have the patience. But well. maybe it could be someone's dream out there. You know, there's all kinds of weird people on the internet. <laughs> Including us. Yeah. And with that, we end. <laughs> if you think we answered your question well enough, you should go like us on iTunes. If you can even like us on iTunes, leave us a review. Five yeah, stars. Yeah, review us on iTunes. Uh, uh, Only five stars. We do have five stars. Tell us what you think of the, the wonton soup. Yeah. I, I and you do have five stars, surprisingly. <laughs> so... Go go do that. We haven't pimped ourselves out in forever. We Enough. should probably start doing that if we want this podcast to grow. <laughs> so uh, Yelp.com, uh, uh, search for, for dad and sons. I believe there's a yeah. few of them out there. Um, let, me, let me do a Google search really? real quick. Raising boys, how to strengthen the father-son relationship. Seven things a son needs from his father from all pro dad. Oh my god, there's an Etsy store called Dad and Son. Is it ran by us? Unfortunately, no. It's also Dad and Son. There's not a plural one. It's our sister company. Here in the Dad and Sons, we, we, we're we a pretty big company over here. Dad and Son pressure washers. Menlo Park, California. Come to all of us for your pressure washing Can needs. Can we get some t-shirts for dad and sons? Like, I, like I a bet. dad shirt and then a small kid shirt for the son. <laughs> 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 We're not very PG-13. Holy shit. <laughs> so yep. We have 61 work. five-star ratings on iTunes. Hell Yeah. Uh, wow! Uh, uh, yeah, that is go surprising. To, go to iTunes, rate us five stars, leave us reviews of our soup and our service. If you if you gonna rate us lower than five stars, then just just stop listening. <laughs> just do it again. No, just do it again. Just just keep listening, but don't rate lower than five stars. Yeah, please don't. I have mouths to <laughs> now feed. Now that you told them, they're gonna go do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst podcast I've ever listened to. 
And if you see it on Twitter, retweet it. And if you even edit out all the racist stuff. (laughs) Tell us you love you love us. Talk to Matt more on Twitter. (laughs) Matt needs to be on Twitter more. I'm I'm gonna try a a tweet a day. He needs Twitter friends and California friends. Anything at Matt. Just just tweet at him. Oh god. Oh god, no. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Anything. Literally anything. Uh, just, just say hi. Literally. A tweet a day will just keep the anxiety the, the away. The words literally anything. And then we'll know you reached this far. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> this could be a survey. This is how we can check. Man, we, I've seen the numbers. We have a lot of viewers. <laughs> Please, no. If I didn't stay up till 1.40 a.m. and I don't see one person tweet, quote, literally anything to Matt next week, I'm going to be severely disappointed. Oh, oh well. If I'm not at the Tokyo Game Show next week I'm and sorry. I don't see a tweet at Matt <laughs> saying literally nothing, Matt, I'm sorry. I'm be, this is probably just going to be, be like one. I'm sorry. Just like one guy. Even and I'll be like, hey, what's up, man? Even, even if there's just one, I'm going to be proud. <laughs> And I know who it'll be. It'll be fucking Nitro Rad. It'll be James. 